Belongs to you. 
praise Jesus. You deserve all the praise, Lord. You deserve all the adoration, Jesus. Our hallelujah will forever belong to you, Jesus. My hallelujah, oh Lord. My praise, my joy belongs to you, Jesus. Everything that I am belongs to you, Jesus. Everything belongs to you, Jesus. been captured by a love I can explain. Now you have me and I'm forever changed. I've abandoned everything I've ever known. I surrender. I surrender. My life is not I give 
give myself away. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, that we can see another day because our life does not belong to us. It belongs to you. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. It's a good thing to be in the house of the Lord and to worship. You know, we've gone through a lot this week. There's been a lot of bad news, but you've made it here. So it's good to see all your wonderful faces. So join me as we enter into a time of praise. Hallelujah. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love, your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me.
gives up on us. Amen. Please take your seats. Sit on top of your enemies. Amen. God bless you for coming this morning. It's time to take our offering. Amen. And this offering, this first offering is for Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign. Amen. So that is what we are given toward. Amen. And our text is coming from Matthew chapter 5. 
and verse 42. We read this verse last Friday night. Amen. And the Bible says, Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Amen. Give to him that asks of you. Amen. This morning we are asking. Amen. And to him, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Amen. So this morning we are here uh, in the name of God asking that you give towards his work. Amen. Give towards the crusade. Amen. Give to the poor. Give to the orphans. Amen. The Bible says that turn not away from the one who asks. Amen. Give to him and the Lord will bless you. This morning our offering is going to um, Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign. Um, you can write that in a memo if you are given a check or if you are paying by PayPal or by Zelle. And it's um, ChristRevealed21 at gmail.com. Uh, Zelle, PayPal, right? Yes. And you can text to give 817-826-9772. And the Lord will bless you. Hallelujah. By all means, give. By all means, give something. By all means, give something, and the Lord will bless you. Amen. Father, we thank you for those of us giving, bless us for giving. Those of us who don't have anything to give, bless us so next time we'll have something to give. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come forward now. I'll pray over that. Father, we thank you so much for these offerings. We pray that you bless it, use it to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Are we happy? Yes. Amen. This is a very powerful time, time to... Learn the word of God. Scripture for the week is taken from 2 Timothy 2, the verses 15. Amen. And so, as usual, I'll say it and afterwards say it together three times. Amen. All right. So, it's um, this um, is taken um, from 2 Timothy 2 15. So, 2 Timothy 2 15, steady to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy two fifteen. Amen. So we'll say it together. So we'll just begin. Shall we go ahead? Second Timothy two fifteen. Steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy two verse fifteen. Amen clap for yourselves. You've done very well. Good, 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 good. So we'll say it um, the second time. Second Timothy 2.15. Steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy 2.15. Amen. We'll say the last time. It's very powerful. Second Timothy 2 verse 15. Steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy two verse fifteen. Amen. Like
like to invite our brother Malcolm to take us through the scripture of the week. Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading will come from 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. I read, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. for you today. Amen. Just open your heart. You know, last Friday when we came to church, there's something I'd never done before. But I said to myself this year that I will try to practice the word. You know, sometimes you hear it, it's a good word, but you really don't do anything with it. But last Friday when we came to church, something that I'd never done before, I just decided to do. And I texted an individual and I told the person, you know, sometimes you plan to do things, you know, you say it in your head, but then you never do it, even though you mean well. But I'm like, if I think about it and I don't act, I'll probably never do it. So let me just go ahead and text this person and tell them what I want. Because once I do that, you know, I'm bound by my word. So I did it. I want to encourage you this morning that by all means, take something from what is going to be shared with you. And decide that whatever you take from here, you're going to actually walk in it it will be a blessing to you. Please stand to your feet and I pray we are all attentive everywhere in this world watching. Amen. Let's receive our anointed man of God, Reverend David Saki. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love and beauty and less worth. Nothing in this world Satisfied because Jesus, Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Who is like you? Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love and beauty and less worth. Nothing in this world. Satisfied is Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. We 
That is how his soul is longing for God. Do we want to tell God that as the deer panted for the water, desperate for the water, that is how our soul is longing for him. That he alone is our heart's desire. Shall we just bless him and tell him with all our hearts. As that deer panted for the waters of my soul.
Father God, we worship you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We pray, oh God, that you speak your word to each and every one of us. We pray that you would all give us all the hearts and desire to, to long for you, to desire you. May you indeed be our greatest, our heart's desire. We long to worship you. As we hear your word, we pray that we will become more and more like Jesus. We will be conformed to the image of your Son, O God, Jesus Christ. We bless your name. And we pray that your Holy Spirit will carry your word to each and every one of us. And it will dwell in our hearts richly. Speak your word to and through me also, Lord. In Jesus' name. And the saints said, Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Amen. I want to say God bless you all and God bless you in Minneapolis. Hallelujah. I want to say God is good all the time. As some of us might not know why I'm mentioning Minneapolis. We started a branch last week in Minneapolis. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. So they are they've tuned in now. And I want to say God bless you. Everyone here and everyone watching will receive a blessing. And God bless you online viewers. Amen. We're going to continue with our message on the power of faith. The power. Faith is powerful. The power of faith. Amen. Now Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 to 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed or the universe was framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Through faith or by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. God was so pleased with him that he didn't die. God just took him. Wow. Hallelujah. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, meaning that it is impossible to please God without faith. No one can say I'm going to please God with love. Love is the greatest. No one can say I'm going to please God with goodness. No one is going to say I'm going to please God because I'm a good person. Actually, when you and I are so good and we rely on how good we are, hell will embrace us. Ooh. Hell thrives on good people. <laughs> what I mean by that is that when someone is righteous in how good they are, hell is waiting for them. Because you and I don't go to heaven because of how good we are, even though we need to strive to be good. You and I go to heaven because of our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Most people believe it. Even the devils believe it. James 2 says, even the devils believe that there is a God. 
So there is not good enough to just believe that there is a God. There are many people who believe that there is a God, and yet they are drag barons. There are many people who believe that there is a God, but they do what? They do every kind of wickedness. Hallelujah. James 2.19 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So it's not good enough to only believe that there is a God. That's why there's an end. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. End. So it means that whatever is coming before the end and after the end must be satisfied for it to work. If it said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is or that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Any of them will work. But the two conditions must be satisfied. So if you don't believe that God is going to reward you, then it doesn't count. You and I must believe that God will reward us if we diligently seek him. Can I have an amen? So anytime we are doing something for God, we are serving God, we are, we, are, we, are any, we are doing something, living for God, we are speaking about God, anything that we do in this life, anything that we do for God, we must believe that he is going to reward us. And that motivates how we behave. Hallelujah. I'm motivated because of the rewards. Because I know that we have a short life and a long eternity. The Bible says that what is your life but a vapor which appeareth for a little while and it vanishes away. Every person's life is like a vapor. When you have hot tea or hot water, all of us will see vapor coming out. But it appears for a little while and then vanishes. But when you have perfume and you spray it once, you also see the mist. It appears for a little while and also vanishes. But there's a difference between the two. One of them, there's no trace of it. The other, it lingers on. The smell, the fragrance lingers on. When you and I are totally devoted to God, even though we will appear for a little while and vanish away, the effects of what we have done will continue to linger on. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's very important that you and I have faith in God. And when we read 1 Corinthians 13, 13, the Bible says, Now remains faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So it's very clear that faith is important because faith is one of the three most important things. Faith, hope, and love. These are the three greatest things in the Bible. Love is the greatest because God is love. The Bible says that we must love one another for love is of God and anyone who is born of God loves and anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God equals love. So love has to be the greatest because God is equal to love. Can I have an amen? And faith is important and hope is important. Hope has its place. You and I must hope for our salvation, our total salvation. We hope for the resurrection. We hope for our glorified bodies. We hope to see Jesus when he returns. Hope is a future thing, and there's nothing we can do about hope. You can never force hope to come now. Meaning that all of us, every Christian can fast and pray every day, but Jesus is not coming until he's planned to come. You and I can fast and pray every day. Nothing that is like Jesus return or our glorified bodies. There's nothing we can do about it. Can I have an amen? 
So that is hope. Hope is a future thing. So hope is important because God wants us to hope for his appearing. The Bible says that those who hope for Jesus appearing purify themselves as he is pure. So in, uh, in the past, I was saying that I am hoping that Jesus will come many years from now, long after I'm dead. But I realized that I, I want to be purified as he is pure. So it means I must hope for his return. So I'm, I'm encouraging myself to hope for his return. Hallelujah. And every man, let's go look, John, 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Continue. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself as he is pure. So that's hope. But do you know my theory holds with 1 John 3, 2 and 3. Now I'll tell you what the theory is. I believe Jesus Christ, when he died, the Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead or firstborn from the resurrection. So that he would have the preeminence. Now Jesus Christ, when he died and rose from the dead, how old was he? 33 and a half. So I believe that every person, whether a young child, whether an old person, when we have our glorified bodies, will be 33 and a half. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the age of Adam, how Adam looked. Don't forget, that there's no verse per se that says it, but look at verse 2. We shall see, when we see him, but beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. It doesn't, it, there's, let, let's look at it in ESV. Hallelujah. But this is, this are, I mean, it's not specifically clear in the Bible, so I'll call it a theory. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. Because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who th thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Now, we shall see him as he is. How? When, at least the Bible makes it clear. When he appears, he'll be 33 and a half. That's how he'll look. When he appears. He's not going to look like an old man. He's not going to look like a young child. Oh, am I preaching? But anyway, these are just nice theories I have. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, let's continue. Ephesians 6.16. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. The armor of God. Very, very important. And the Bible says... Above all, taking the shield of faith. Why is faith so powerful? Because it's one of the greatest three. Why is faith so powerful? Because we receive a good report. Because we please God with faith. Why is faith, faith powerful? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. This is a quick recap. So it means that all means all. So anything the devil brings my way and your way, the shield of faith will be able to block it, distinguish it. The fiery darts are there to kill, to harm, and to kill our faith. Someone can still be alive, but the fiery dart has affected them. How? Because their faith is dead. Their faith is shipwrecked. 
When Satan was looking for Peter, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that you don't foreclose. I have prayed for you that they don't repo your, your car, repossess your car. I have prayed for you so that you don't get sick. I have prayed for you so that you don't die. Actually, he died to glorify God. But I have prayed for you that your faith faileth not. Satan is after our faith. So the fiery darts are to end our faith. Our faith in God. Our faith that prayer works. Our faith that there is victory over the world. Our faith that God is good. The fiery dart is, is the plan is to quench it. Not necessarily to kill someone. Sometimes it's better to die than your faith to finish. Because death, at least there will be a go home going. But if your faith is, not, is, is finished, then there is a hell going. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody. So, the fiery darts quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So, it means that there are, there are arrows and there, is, uh, there are chemicals with fire. And the devil and his agents shoot it at us. When it touches, it affects the person. And it affected a certain man. I was on outreach in Minneapolis in a mall. It's very tough to do outreach in a mall. Very difficult. I was, I was with uh, my partner, uh, Sergeant First Class Bearden, who we do outreach together regularly. Now, this guy... When I met him, I met a man and I said, Jesus loves you, died for your sins. Oh, go to someone else. I'm not part of it. Why? No, 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 no. Don't, don't waste your time with me. Go and help some other people. Why? Because I've committed the unpardonable sin. I said, how? The fact that you are speaking like that shows you have not committed it. Then I began to explain to him that, look, you have not. And he said, you do not understand. A fiery dart was thrown at him and he was not able to overcome it. What is a fiery dart? This man said he was married and loved his wife and his wife loved him without, I mean, with, with, so deeply. They loved each other. And then she was diagnosed with cancer. And he prayed and said, God, if you are God, then you will do this for me. If God be God, Sometimes he won't do it, he's still God. God is God whether or not it's done. Because when, before we're born, he's God. When we die, he's God. But this guy, if God is God, do this for me. Don't let my wife die. And the wife died. So on a regular basis in the mornings, he'll wake up and he'll insult God, insult God, insult him in heaven. And then he'll rest. The next morning, he will insult God. You, God, you are, I mean. So he said he's committed on pardonable sin. I said, you've not. You've not committed on pardonable sin. And I encouraged him. And he had hope at the end. That's, that's a fiery dad. There's a man called Voltaire. Who used to be a Christian in the old times. I think was he a French man also. But yes, French man. He used to be a Christian in the past. And I don't know, something happened that was a fiery dart, and he was not able to overcome it. And then he lost the faith. And then he started to go against the Bible, go against Christianity. On his deathbed, he was screaming as the, 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 the horrors of hell were approaching. He was screaming. 
They are coming for me screaming. There's fire. I feel the heat. Just before he died. So that's a fiery dart. Fiery darts could also be a sickness. Fiery darts could also be a sin. Fiery darts could be discouragement. Fiery darts could be a loss of job. But at the end of the day, the fiery dart is there to cause our faith to end. It's to cause our faith to end. Someone might be trusting God and not get what they are looking for. There's a lady who was saying that, God, I need a child. I have done everything I needed to do. Why aren't you giving me the child? She got angry with God. But I just said, lady, you need an outlet. Dump on me. So in the morning, she'll call. Blah, 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 I'll just encourage her a bit. Then the next day, how can God do this? God, da, 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 da. Then when she's about to, then she, she's the one who told me the story about an, an elder of a church. This, this lady. An elder of a church who had her only child, her son, who was a fisherman in somewhere in Ghana. And the child died, the son died. So do, she stopped church, elder of a church. And then at home when people visit her to encourage her, she would just shake her head. Shake her head and say, how can God take my son? How can God do that? How can God do that? The Bible says that you quote, the Lord is good. Then you say, but I say that God is not. Then she start quoting scriptures. As she kept on doing it, she went blind. Real life, not a movie. Not a Nigerian movie, real life. Blind. <laughs> blind. So anytime she's talking and she's about to say something, I said, remember you told me that story. Cool down. That was a fairy that, but she held her faith. There were times that we'll be having miracle services. She was believing. Her point is to stop believing in the prayers. I have to tell, drag her here because she won't come. Because she's prayed, she's trusted God, nothing until, and the doctor said it is impossible unless you use uh, uh, intervention, IVF. But when God says yes, who can say no? Until God gave them children after children after children hallelujah so the key is just keeping the faith it doesn't mean you'll not be discouraged i ask god questions god why there's the mystery of faith why why did you do this why did you allow this this is so easy for you why didn't you just act on it why 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 do you i mean why, why do you do that this is so simple but God says he will do what he wishes. He will do what he wants. Isaiah 49, 10. He will do whatever he wills. But all for our good. Then, once we get into Isaiah 49, 10. Uh, is it 48, 10? Yes. But before I read this verse, Long after, when she had, I think that at that time she had how many children? Is it two or three at that time? We're in a meeting at service. And we were talking about how God eventually blesses. You know, we we're having a talk. Uh, I was preaching. And then I asked her, after all her complaints, 
I said, if you had to do this all over again, and you had to go through all those problems and everything that happened, would you have changed it? And she said, no, I would never have changed it. It's amazing. Because none of us want suffering. None of us want these difficulties. I don't want it. None of us want it. And yet, after it, God gives us maturity. God gives us strength. God gives us more faith. And for her to say that, I would repeat it if I had to do it all over again. After losing three children in the stomach. It's amazing. That's how God works. The Bible says, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the fairness of affliction. I've chosen thee. This lady, I'll tell her that, look, God maybe is using, is giving you this experience so that he can use you to help others. So I quoted 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, 3, 4, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of all comfort, who will comfort us with the comfort wherewith we also will comfort each, uh, uh, others. Uh, let's look at verse 3. I quoted this to her and I'll tell you what she said. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So it means that the experience I had, the pain I went through, God will comfort me and then God will use me to comfort others who are going through the same thing I went through. When I told her that I said, I'm not interested. Just give me my child. I'm not interested in this comfort business. After God gave her the child, I traveled with her to a number of states to share her testimony. So that verse was fulfilled in her life. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. So that is the mystery of faith. Faith is sure, but it's mysterious. Because God sees the big picture. God is in heaven and sees the big picture. When you and I are here, we can see so much. Ten stories, we can see much more with ten stories. Meaning that when we look down, we can see a larger area. When you are in the plane, you can see an even larger place. So it means the higher you are, the more you can see. God is at the highest place, so you can see everything. Also, God knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. Because God, God is, and when God is, there was no time. Then God started time. So time, God, God, is, God just sees the beginning from the end. There will be a point that there will be no more time in eternity. But now God can see the beginning from the end. Time is, 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 is not constant. That, that shows this mysterious. Time is not constant. Time is not linear. Meaning that time can slow down. There's what we call, based on Einstein's theory of relati uh, relativity, space, all this special relativity, general relativity, there's something we call time dilation. And time dilation says the faster you go, the faster you go approaching the speed of light, 
time dilation occurs and time slows down. Of course, nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. Hallelujah, at least according to science. But it shows that time is not constant and time changes and therefore time started and time will end. So God knows the beginning from the end. So because God knows, God knows the end, God knows that whatever we are going through will wind up perfecting us. That's why David had to run around in caves and hiding. God was preparing him to be the king. David needed to learn how to be the king by going to the king's house. And learn how to depend on God as the king was chasing him to kill him. King Saul, God, David had to learn. Sometimes when God is working on us, that, that's why we must have faith. That's why when the shield of faith is on, it will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. No matter what is happening in my life and in your life, when the shield of faith is on, we will say that, I don't like what is happening. God, you said I should, I, I, I should pray that you don't lead me into temptation. But God, I know that you've got my back. I know that you have plans of good and not of evil. You, I know you have an expected end, a good end for me. Look at Joseph. If I was Joseph, I would not have been like that. I would have been discouraged. Imagine Joseph is doing everything right. But God had a plan for Joseph. Imagine everything right. And then your brothers sell you and then you are thrown into Potiphar's house. You are now a servant when you were a, a, a spoiled little boy in your house bragging about your dreams. Now you are in Potiphar's house. A man, a, 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 an Egyptian official. You are in his house and you are now serving and you become the leader of the servants that you are doing well then the man's wife comes and says i want you i i know for sure david the king would have said no problem let's deal with it what's the delay because the way they proved that david was ready to die was when they brought a young virgin to lie by him because for david no problem at his age, no problem. But for David to leave her, it meant let's prepare. He's dying. Joseph, who was a good man, better than myself and all of, well, at least myself. I don't know about you guys. Joseph, now if he had slept with her, he would have been, he would have had a lot of fever. But Joseph ran and said, I cannot sin against God. I cannot sin against Potiphar. Now he's done a good thing. And they've thrown him into the innermost jail with false accusation. Many of us would have said, God, what is this? Should I have just gone into hell like David? Well, David wasn't born there. But should I have just done it? I did the right thing. And I'm in the innermost jail. But God knew what he was doing. Because God had destined that he was going to be great. But God sometimes strategically places us in certain places so that we can have certain contacts, meet certain people to reach our destiny. Hallelujah. So what happened? Joseph was thrown into the innermost jail. He was sad. But God had given him a, a, a gift, dreams. May God give us the gift that counts. I said, may God give us the gift that counts that would cause us to move to the next levels in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says that 
Joseph, he could interpret dreams. God gave him that gift. And then people started to dream strange dreams, and he was able to interpret them. Then there was a battler, and there was a baker. Sometimes it's confusing, but it's easy to know which one died. The battler was the one who was serving, but the baker is the one who would try to poison him. Right? So the battler, there was a battler and a baker of the king who was, they were thrown into jail and we awaiting sentencing. And both of them had dreams. The battler had a dream. The baker had a dream. Joseph interpreted the battler's dream and said that God is going to restore you. Your king is going to set you free and you are going to continue to be by him. But the baker, you are going to be ex executed. And it came through. Then when the battler was being released, Joseph said, remember me. But God decided to remove the remembrance from the battler. And when the battler went out, he did not remember Joseph. Because if he had remembered Joseph, there will be no occasion that the king demanded. Or there will be no desperation from the king. And Joseph would have just been one of the magicians or one of the, 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 the wise people giving counsel to the king. But that was not God's plan. God had bigger plans. So the Bible says that the, the battler forgot Joseph. And Joseph must have said, God, God, how could you? You have failed me. God, you have failed me. I did, I did right. And look at where I am. I did right. And I'm in prison. Now, I have interpreted the dream. The battler has, has, has said he will not forget me and he's forgotten me. But God knew what he was doing. Until one day, Pharaoh had a dream. And the dream was so complex and so frightening. No one was able to interpret it. Then God brought remembrance to the battler. He brought remembrance. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph but forgot him. And then God brought remembrance to the butler. Then the butler said, I know a certain man who the spirit of the God is upon and I know that he is going to be able to interpret your dream. Then Pharaoh said, call him. So they organized him well and he appeared before Pharaoh and he said that the God of heaven has given me the interpretation of the dream and he was able to interpret the dream then pharaoh said what you are going to be so high in egypt that you even be higher than me unless i'm on the throne so god's plan for joseph was to elevate him to the highest level but how was he going to take joseph there god needed to take joseph there through meeting the battler and the baker he would never have met, met the butler and the baker without being thrown into jail. He would have never had audience with Pharaoh. No chance. So when God is doing something, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the beginning from the end. There are people who might be going through difficulties, going through circumstances, going through pain, and they don't know where it's coming from. They don't know how they are going or how they are coming. But God knows exactly what is going on. And it's always in a year's time or in some month's time that we'll be able to look back and say, wow, look what the Lord has done. The Lord has done great things in my life. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage us to know 
Now put your hands together for the Lord. So that is the faith that Satan is after. And that's why we go through some of these difficulties. When you see someone having a bow and an arrow, if you stretch the bow a bit, the arrow will go not too far. But when you stretch it very, very far or out and you shoot it, the arrow will go very, very far. Many of us have prayed, God, take me higher. Lord, take me to the next level. How far do you and I want to go? Remember that if we want to go very far, there needs to be a stretching. Am I preaching to someone? There needs to be a stretching. But when the stretching finishes, there is victory ahead. I said, when the stretching finishes, there is victory ahead. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. So I want to encourage us to know that the shield of faith is very, very important. We need it. We need it in our lives. Because without it, we will not be able to stand. We will not be able to stand. We will give up. Many people give up not too long before the victory. Many people give up. Maybe God just wants to do something and then he takes us forward. Look, for example, that the, the prophet, I think it was Elijah, and the king, there were wars, different battles, and then there was going to be a great war. So he said, take an arrow and just shoot it out, and God will deliver you as you shoot it out. And instead of shooting it seven times, he shot it a few times. And what did uh, the prophet say? Why didn't you shoot it even seven times? Why not eight times? Meaning that, what if God plans to take you forward after the seventh occurrence? What, what if God wants to just finish with this particular problem? Solve it and then take us forward. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. The Bible says that the children of Israel when they left Egypt and were going to the promised land, it should have been like a 40-day journey, a very short journey. Very, very short journey. And it would have been very convenient by the way of the Red Sea. But God decided not to take them through the easy route. But he took them through the 40-year long journey. Why did he do that? The Bible makes it clear that he did it because the children of Israel were not prepared and they would not have been prepared to face the Philistines. Because the short journey, they would have had to do war with the Philistines. And most likely, they would have given up and ran back to Egypt. So God wanted to train them and prepare them so that they would be able to fight the wars they needed to fight. I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody. And when they were trained and prepared, they were able to conquer every single enemy. And God said that all these lands, I'm not going to remove the enemies immediately. God sometimes doesn't wipe out all our problems at once. He wipes them out little by little by little until we become a great army. Because sometimes the way you and I are designed, when he wipes out our, our problems immediately, we would not have improved. We would, have not, we would not have been strengthened or matured enough and we might just wind up going back. But when he has taken us through the test, when he has taken us through the fire, when he has taken us through all these things, we'll be more than victorious. Now, Gen Genesis 48.10, the Bible says, God has refined us, but not like silver. 
So it means that God has decided to refine you and I, but not the way silver is refined. But God has chosen the fairness of affliction. Look at this in NLT to prove us. NLT. Am I preaching to somebody? I have refined you, but not in the way silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the fairness of suffering. I, I don't like the method. I sure don't. I don't like the method. I tell God, God, I don't understand why. But the strange thing is that when people have gone through the fire and God has elevated them, when you ask those people, they'll say, I would not have wanted it any other way, which is amazing. And that's because God knows us. He knows our frame. He knows our frailties. He knows exactly what you and I need. He knows exactly what will take us higher. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 3. 1 Peter. And use NLT for this. Am I preaching to somebody here? NLT, please. All honor to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is by his boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live with wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. For God has reserved a priceless inheritance for his children. Oh, glory. A priceless one. I said a priceless one. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. It means my reward and your reward in heaven is priceless. It cannot decay. It is stationed and secure for you and I. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. And God in his mighty power will protect you until you receive this salvation. Because you are trusting him. You are having faith in him. You are trusting him. It will be revealed on the last day for all to see. Please continue. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. These trials are only to test your faith. When you want, when God, when, when your teacher wants to take you to the next level in school, we need to do a test. When you pass the test, then they take you to the next level. Isn't that the case? All that was taught by God. Because we need the test of our faith and we need to pass it before we move to the next level. So we need to learn our lessons well. These trials are only to test your faith, nothing more. God doesn't cause them, but God allows them. But God only allows the ones that we can bear. Don't leave, wait here. The Bible says that God is faithful. And God will never allow you and I to be tempted above what we are able. But with every temptation or trial, not just temptations, not just about sinning. But trial, difficulty, but with every trial and temptation, God will make a way of escape so that we'll be able to bear it. So number one, God will never let us be trial, go through a trial or difficulty we are not able to. And he will also give us a way of escape. That's how God. So he doesn't cause it, but he allows it. These trials are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests 
gold, glory, and purifies gold. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. My faith and your faith is more precious to God than gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fiery trials, remember the fiery darts, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Can I have an amen? James 1. From verse 2. James 1, 2, please. Yes, keep it here. Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. But God is not saying when troubles come, oh, trouble has come. I'm embracing trouble. Oh, I'm so excited. Trouble has come. Please, don't leave me trouble. No, that's the devil. Because Jesus said, pray that God will lead you not into trials and difficulties. But it means that whilst we are going through the trials and we are praying against the trials, we are fighting the trials, at the back of our minds, we should count it all joy. That the fact that God has counted me worthy to go through this trial, it means there's great victory ahead. Am I preaching to somebody? Next verse. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Oh, glory to God. Your endurance. Your endurance. Your endurance. Remember that when you are lifting weights, am I preaching? When you are lifting weights, you lift with small. Then your endurance, your resistance becomes, oh, glory. <laughs> becomes stronger. Then you start lifting. Five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds. Some people will even lift 100, whatever, because of their endurance. So it means you can lift more. So if your faith and my faith is small and we endure the test and we pass the test, our faith grows, then we can deal with more challenges. We can deal with bigger issues and walk over the issues Climb the mountains, oh hallelujah. No matter how the mountain is, maybe initially you can only walk through a small mountain and then experience difficulties. When you're experiencing difficulties like a small mountain, oh, it's too much for me, God. But as you endure it, then the mountains become bigger and a point comes that you just level them. I said a point comes that you just level them. You just level the mountains. You just level them. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Your endurance. I said your endurance. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. Now use King James for this part. Verse 4. Just verse 4. Because strong in character is deeper than strong in character. But let patience have a perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So it's not just about character. You'll be perfect. You'll be mature. You'll be entire and you will not want anything. It means that you will not want anything in character. You don't want anything in finances. You don't want anything in health. You want nothing. The Bible knows how to add finances or add character if it wants to. Or oh, am I preaching to somebody? You will want nothing. So ladies and gentlemen, the trial of our faith, if you and I are able to stand the test and we have our faith on, our faith shield of faith on, nothing can penetrate 
God's shield of faith is so powerful that nothing in the universe can penetrate it. All we need to do is to put it, raise it up. But a faith is not some small shield. Our shield of faith is not something small. It's big enough to cover the whole person. You should watch these Romeo, what's the guy's name? Uh, Scottish uh, uh, Brave Heart, and all these shield. If you, you hold it, all the fiery that will just be distinguished by the shield. It will not be able to touch you once your shield is on. That's why it didn't say most of it. It says all the fiery darts. The shield is big enough and strong enough to quench all of them. It will not just touch the, 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 the shield, but the fiery darts will be distinguished, quenched, destroyed when we have faith. Faith. That's why faith is one of the greatest. That's why there is power in faith. That's why when Jesus met people, he met people who were in terrible circumstances but had faith. He always healed them and said, Thy faith hath healed you. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has saved you. Faith, which we'll talk about uh, next time, about how faith, Jesus responded to faith. Faith is very powerful. So there remains faith, hope, and love. These three are the greatest of these is love but faith has its place faith is powerful i said faith is powerful so let's hold our shield of faith let's work on our faith and i'll just make this statement before we stand to our feet faith will be found in romans 10 17 there is only one way to get faith the bible makes it very clear this is how you have faith there are other ways that we can Assume faith comes. What we see can generate faith. Meaning that I see God acting in someone's life. So it, it will generate faith. Sometimes if I hear a testimony to generate faith, but this is guaranteed. Yet faith comes from listening to King James, please. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by the rhema of the word. Faith comes by hearing. So it means that the more of the word of God we hear, we listen to, we read, the more faith we get. Nothing more. So audio Bible is one of the easiest things you can use. Listening to messages, podcast, YouTube, listening, because the more you hear the better faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, not just once, not just twice, continual hearing. Faith comes by continuously hearing the word of God. And God will give us the victory. I said, God will give us the victory. I said, God will give us the victory. I said, God will give us the victory. Shall we stand to our feet in Jesus' name? And let's speak to the Lord about increasing our faith. Every born again Christian has the measure of faith. So any Christian who says, God, give me faith is wasting their time. Wasted time. You don't pray, waste because we are born again Christian. We can say, God, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. Ask God to increase your faith. Increase my 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 faith. Incre
ask God to draw us deeper into his word of truth. Draw us deeper into his love for us. Draw us deeper into his word. Thy word. Thy word. Thy word. Thy word. Increase my faith, Lord. Increase my faith. Increase my faith, Jesus. Let me love your word. Help me to read your word, to listen to your word. Help me to take advantage of technology and play the audio Bible on a regular basis. Give me the grace to listen to preaching sermons. Give me the grace to read your word. To read your word. May your word indeed be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Jesus, we give you praise. We want your word. We want faith to be increased. We want strong faith. We want wealth overcoming faith. We want increasing faith. We want sure, strong faith. We want wealth overcoming faith. Oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Increase our faith, oh God. Increase our faith, oh God. Increase our faith, oh God. In the name of Jesus. 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 If you are watching or you are here, you are listening and you know in your heart that you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. If you know in your heart that you are not born again and you want Jesus Christ to save you, you want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. If you know that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell, I want to encourage you to raise your hands and I'll pray with you. You can raise your hands. You can also raise your hands out there. And I'll pray with you. But let's all repeat after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe. I believe. That he died on the cross for my sins. That he died on the cross for my sins. I believe. I believe. That his blood was shed for my sins. That his blood was shed for my sins. I believe. I believe. That God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart and come into my life. Please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from from today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord Jesus for saving me. Thank you Lord Jesus for saving me. In Jesus name I pray. In Jesus Amen. Name I pray. Amen. Father God we pray for those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus. Keep them oh God and preserve them. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. We may take our seats. God bless you those in Minneapolis. Till next time. Shalom. Hallelujah. How many are blessed? Amen.
It's now time for us to pay our tithe and give our offering. Now, someone will say, why do churches always ask for tithe and offerings? Because without that, there will not be meat or even you won't be able to pay the rent. You won't be able to do anything. Hallelujah. So that's why it's very necessary for us to be able to pay our tithe, which is 10% of our increase. Of course, no one is forced, but God is pleased when we pay our tithe because it helps the kingdom of God to move forward. Hallelujah. So if you have your tithe, which is your 10% of your increase, first and best, you can just raise it and I'll share a word of prayer with you. If it, those watching also. Father God, bless our tithe. Cause it to feather your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Text to give <clears throat> on the screen or ChristReveal21 at gmail.com, uh, PayPal or Zelle. Or you can scan. Hallelujah. Very cool. Just take your phone, scan the barcode, and you'll be set. Hallelujah. If you have your offering, you can raise your offering. Father God, bless our offering. Use our offering to further your kingdom. Bless our offering. Multiply our offerings. May every word in the Bible that concerns paying tithe and offering, may those words be established and be our portion. All the verses and prosperity, we claim them all as we give to support your work, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus, you love me too much, oh, too much, oh, too much, oh, excess love, oh. Jesus, you love me too much, oh. Father God, bless our tithe and our offering in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The power of faith. Amen. I, I hope that as we have heard the message, you know, we are pondering in our hearts, you know, and thinking about all the things that we have heard. And we are going to pray that God will help us, you know, to increase our faith. Amen. Reverend David, we thank you so much. God bless you. 
as always, for using you, allowing yourself for God to speak to you, to us. We pray that God will continue to strengthen you, increase you, anoint you, expand your territory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are worshiping with us here for, for the first time, we want to give you a big Christ Revealed International Church. Welcome. 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 We are glad you came. And we hope you've been blessed. We hope today is not going to be your last. You're going to be worshiping with here. If you have no place of worship, please join us in worshiping here every Sunday. And God will bless you. Amen. Amen. So our announcement today is, um, I mean for the week, is that on Wednesday, this Wednesday, we do have a weekly service. Wednesday service is 7 p.m. prompt. You know, and it's a time where, you know, the word of God is shared. You know, we are taught the word of God. We have a much, I mean, a longer time to teach us the word of God. Reverend David teaches us the word of God. Amen. So join us every Wednesday and this Wednesday and God will bless you. Amen. And then on Thursday, we have our prayer meeting on Thursday. We have our prayer meeting on Thursday on Zoom. 8 p.m. you can also join us and God will richly bless you. And then on the 17th uh, of this month, which is going to be next week, Saturday, this coming Saturday, we do have our homeless outreach. Amen. We are a church that believes, you know, in helping the poor. Amen. Because it's scattered throughout the Bible, you know, that God is helping the poor is something that is very dear to God's heart. And it's a scripture that says that God, when you give to the poor, you are lending to God. Can you imagine lending to Almighty God? And he will repay you. Amen. So, you know, if you if you, if you you are able, join us. We'll be going to downtown Dallas, you know, and we'll be ministering to the homeless people. We will also give them, you know, something to eat. So, join us and God will bless you. Amen. On the 18th Sunday is also our Father's Day. Amen. Amen. So, don't miss out. Invite as many people as you can to church, amen, and God will bless you. I believe um, on the 7th, on the 8th of July, we also do have what we call Water for Jesus. Water for Jesus is, you know, another evangel, you know, kind of evangelism that we have. And so we will just be in front of the church here in the afternoon. We will have cold water out for people. Just invite people, let them know that God is some, doing something great here. And also just share, you know, the gospel to them. Amen. And so if you are able, you can also join us. It's July the 8th. July the 8th. Amen. And I believe it's going to be around 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Amen. And then last but not the least, you know, we have our upcoming crusade uh, July the 20th in Rwanda. Can you give a clap offering to the Lord? Amen. July the 20th. Amen. 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 Okay, we'll, we'll talk about the crusade later. Amen. We also do have, like Reverend David said, we have a branch, a new branch in Minnesota. If you do have friends and family members, just let them know that there's a great, you know, church, you know, Christ Revealed International Church uh, branch in Minnesota. If you can give Project the address so people, or we can, you know, give you the address, you know, so you can tell your family and friends and let them join and God will richly, richly bless them if you do have family members there. Amen. 
Amen. God bless you. And um, if you want to be baptized, Reverend David will be willing to baptize you. We do have several ministries also in the church. Um, just, you know, join yourself to something, whatever, what God is doing here. You, there are so many things that you can do. You know, join yourself to that and God will greatly bless you. Amen. If you are not sure what to do or who to talk to or how to join, just, you know, you can talk to me. You can talk to anyone here and we will point you in the right direction. Amen. Amen. And also the messages are on podcasts. We also want to encourage you to like and, you know, subscribe to uh, David and Saki on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and the messages are on podcasts. Like he said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing always by the word of God. Amen. What we have heard here today can be practical in our lives as we continue to hear, listen to the word of God and read the word of God. So we encourage you to, you know, get a podcast on your phone and, you know, just listen to the word as you go and God will bless you greatly. Amen. Amen. to our feet. We have our one-year anniversary. <coughs> Hallelujah. And that's the 25th of June. Amen. 25th of June. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. 25th of June, our one-year anniversary. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the Crusades, of course. So, Rwanda. Rwanda. Crusade. How many are excited about Rwanda? We're having it in August. Hallelujah. The date has changed uh, uh, in August, uh, hallelujah. Uh, more information to come. We're also having one in Costa Rica, hallelujah. And that will be um, in September from the 19th, hallelujah. So more details to come. Shall we rise and share the grace? <coughs> Shall we? Before the grace, let me pronounce a blessing, hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he give you peace. May God's blessings which make rich and addeth no sorrows be your portion. May you be blessed in everything you do. May God promote you and lift you high. May the blood of Jesus Christ answer for you. May God's protection and hedge of fire and protection be around you and surround you and yours in the name of Jesus. Amen. Shall we share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you.